Hello, I'm the Pink Phantom. Welcome to my podcast, where we will go deep into the lair of the purple worm instead of down into the rabbit hole, where we'll voyage into the astral realm of my mind and explore the verse of nerd culture. This is Phantom Thoughts. Well, it's been a minute. (laughs) But I'm putting in a new episode here. Uh, I've got a call from Jason from a while back now, talking about backstory. I probably won't respond to that. It's it's been a while, and I think I've said everything I know to say about backstory. And uh, then after that, I'm going to play a game. So we'll see how that goes. Hey, Pink Phantom, Jason here. Just listened to episode 36. Love that Denison's the North. Great, great little segment there. As far as backgrounds, yeah, I don't think we're far. I don't. I think we're kind of on the same page here. And sorry if it sounds like I'm coming across differently. I definitely, I, I'm much more of an emergent kind of guy. Like, I'll roll some backgrounds. Like, in AD&D, you can roll for, like, family size and things like that, your background, things like that. But where you're from, whatever. But realistically, it all comes out during play. But I definitely, as it comes out during play, I'm writing that down and tracking that. And that becomes that character's backstory. So by the time we've played, you know, a few sessions, different things come out. And that backstory is growing. That character's story is growing. And so, and yeah, so they're playing consistently. So I, I don't think we're disagreeing on, on this really at all. Uh, and And even... In my case, you know, maybe I made it sound like he just appeared out of nowhere. We, you know, we, we had had the idea, oh, yeah, well, he's, because I rolled his age, you know, he's kind of young, so he, he came from a you know, some dwarves that were mining the the hills with gems and all, and he came out with a caravan, and then he, he stayed there after the caravan, or after the, the merchants left that were selling the, the gems because he wanted to experience the world. So there was that, like, one-line backstory for it, to be honest. And, and then we just played with it from there. So, yeah, I, I think we're about on the same shit music here. And this is super rambly, so don't feel you have to play it. But keep up the great work, and I'll talk to you soon. On Kickstarter, I backed a game called Korg. And uh, the sort of visual style of the one illustration on it is very similar to that in Borg, and the creator of this game has done uh, Borg-related material. But this particular game is, it's a very brief little game. It's a dungeon, sort of a dungeon-type delve. It's on a card, and it's not even like a playing card size, it's like an ID card size. And on one side it says Korg and it has a nice illustration of a sort of a the back of an adventure with a sword looking like it's dripping with blood approaching a set of ruins. And on the other side is the game itself. It has items that listed for the shop. It has items listed that you can come across when you explore ruins. Uh, it says you are an adventurer that can retire at 50 gold pieces. You have 20 HP max you can shop or explore. You cannot flee without items. To fight, roll greater than X on a D6 to defeat foe and get gold pieces or else take damage. And uh, under Explore Ruins, 
Here's a D6. It tells you what you encounter. There are three columns. X, which is what you have to do to defeat the creature. There's also a trap on here, which doesn't have an X. You can't defeat the trap. You just fall into the trap. There's a column for damage, and there's a column for gold pieces if you overcome the creature. Now, also, as part of the Kickstarter, sort of, it was sort of a deluxe edition. It's a second card. It has three additional locations. In, in addition to the ruins on the first card, you can explore catacombs, explore fetid swamp, or explore dark tower. And it adds three items to the shop. So I'm just going to run through this. Uh, I have, you know, a little mental picture of this. Edmund has decided to go adventuring so that he can acquire enough gold to uh, buy a farm and retire there with his lady love, Olivia. So uh, Edmund is about to delve into the ruins. Uh, and you are going to hear me, you are going to hear a couple of dice when I roll dice, just because I like to have more than one die in my hand, even if I'm just going to roll one. I, I guess I think it makes it more random or something. So here we go. Into the ruins. A four. And he runs across a wraith. Ooh. He has to roll a five or better to defeat the wraith. So here we go. And he gets a two. So uh, he is going to take two damage from the wraith. All right. So we're going to explore again. This time he gets a five. This is an ogre. He needs a four or better to beat the ogre. And he gets a one. Edmund is not doing well. He takes seven damage. All right. Going into the ruins again. Come on, Edmund. You can do this. A two. A two gives him a skeleton. He only needs to roll a two or better to beat the skeleton. Come on. And he rolls a three. Hooray. So Edmund will collect one gold piece. Uh, one gold piece will not buy you anything in the shop. So we're going to go back to the ruins again. A three. Three is a goblin. Need a three or better on a D6 to beat the goblin. Oh, Edmund. He gets a one. He's going to lose two more damage. Ooh, Edmund's getting low. He's lost more than half his health. Come on, Edmund. You can do this. We got another three. We got the goblin again. Pesky, pesky goblin. A four. Good job, Edmund. We're going to collect two more gold. All right. What can we get with our three gold? Is there anything exciting we can get? We are going to... We're going to spend two gold and get a caltrop. A caltrop allows you to flee a foe once. All right, mark that we have the caltrop. 
on Edmund. Four of these ruins. Four. Got a wraith again. Ooh, a six. He beat the wraith. Good job, Edmund. That's going to get him four more gold pieces. All right. Keep on exploring. Here we go. A two. We got a skeleton, another skeleton. A three. We beat the skeleton. Another gold piece added to the hoard. All right. Let's try, let's try exploring the catacombs. We spotted some catacombs at the distance here. We got a five. It's a banshee. Banshee, you need a three to beat the banshee. To take either seven, six damage or to collect seven gold pieces. We're all to six. Collecting seven gold pieces. Awesome. So with that, we're going to spend 10 of those gold pieces and buy ourselves some armor. Armor reduces damage by one. Which is good because we're pretty low on health here. Back to the catacombs. A two. A zombie. Zombie. Need a two. We'll take two damage. Roll to six. We'll get a gold piece. Great. All right. Good stuff. Come on, Edmund. Explore those catacombs. Five. Another banshee. Four, we beat the Banshee. We're having good luck with these Banshees so far. Seven more gold pieces. Right, I'm using some poker chips to keep track of my gold pieces here. Back to the catacombs. Three. That is a ghoul. Need a two or better to be the gold. Got it. Got a six. Two more gold pieces. All right, Edmund, let's go. Ooh, a six. That's not good. Ooh, that's a lich. Lich is need a five to be the five or better. Take four damage or get ten gold pieces. Got a five. Good job. Ten more gold pieces. Fantastic. All right, let's see. Why don't we we'll spend seven of these gold pieces and get a high potion of healing, which lets us roll 2d6 and get that much health back. Eh, five health. That's not great, but it's better than nothing. Uh, if you hear some scraping, I've got a plastic-covered notebook. I've got some uh, little metal 
they're sci-fi credits is what they are, and I'm using them to track HP, slide them across in different columns. All right, Edmund, let's go. Let's go. Let's go back to the catacombs. No, you know what? We'll try a new location. Fetid swamp. What we got on the fetid swamp here? We got four. Got a slime. All right, there is a four for the slime. Six. Awesome. Collect D6 gold pieces. One. <laughs> Ooh, what? Ooh, the slime would have destroyed a piece of equipment. We probably should have just thrown the couch ups and run on that one. We didn't want to risk our armor. Alright, back to the swamp. A two. A croaker. I wonder if that's like the little toad guys in the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Were they bullywogs, I believe? There's a croaker. Croaker in this, we'll say. Be to one. Gotta be to one. Yep. No gold for the croaker, though. We just got by him. Alright. One more time in the fetid swamp here. A shaman. Five is a shaman. Need a four better to beat him. Got a four. Oops, I've been doing this wrong. It, you gotta, you gotta beat it. Okay. Well, and we take the damage. Probably should have been doing that for some of these others. That's three damage. The armor reduces that by one, so we take two damage. Five. Shaman again. Five. This time we did beat him. Alright. We get six gold pieces for that. Alright. Let's see. We'll, exchange, we'll change our location here again into the dark tower. Got a three. That is a gargoyle. Roll better than a four to avoid taking two damage. Got a three. Two damage that's reduced by one. We'll take one damage. Back into the dark tower. It was six. Ooh, that's a vampire. All right, so we're going to have to roll a six to beat this vampire. You can do it, Edmund. I believe in you. Yes, a six. Good job, bud. 11 gold pieces. Let's see. Let's uh, find another one of these high, high healing potions. See if we can get our health back up a little more. Oh, wow, 12. <laughs> so that's four sixes in a row to get the vampire, to beat the vampire, and then the health. All right, we're back up to full health. Seven gold pieces well spent, that one. All right, we got another vampire. Here we go. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've changed dice, and I keep rolling sixes. Amazing. All right, 
11 gold pieces there. How are we doing on gold pieces? We got, we're up over 30. We're, we're getting there. All right. A one. What does that give us in the dark tower? A crow. A crow. For my buddy Joe from the Hindsightless Podcast. I'm sorry, Joe. We got to try to beat this crow. We got to roll a two or better or take a damage. He doesn't have any gold. He gave it all to Joe. Oh, we rolled another one. Took some damage. Nope. Nope. But our armor reduces damage by one, so we didn't take anything. Yep. I guess that crow gave Joe all his gold, so that's why he didn't have any. All right, let's go back to the ruins. We weren't having good luck in the ruins. Let's see if we can change that. Five, that nasty ogre again. Got a roll better than a four, a six. All right, good job. All right, so the ogre has seven gold on him. We're up over 40 gold at this point. That's not right. Yeah. No, that is right. All right. Good. All right. One more delve into the... See if we can get over the top with this one. Four. That's that wraith again. Ooh. We had a roll of six to beat him. And we did not. We rolled a one. So the Wraith does two damage, but with the armor, it reduces that to one. All right, let's try this again. The Ruins, a pit trap. Oh, just take three damage. Armor will reduce that, but... Five. Ogre again. Four. Didn't quite beat him. I'm going to take three damage here. Ooh. All right, we're not going to let these ruins get the best of us. A two. Skeleton. Come on, skeleton. Beat that skeleton. We rolled a two. We needed a three. Lose another help. The ruins are not good for us. I need to quit going there. Ooh, pit trap again. Let's see. Let's say we have better luck going back to the catacombs. The ruins are just not good for my buddy Edmund. All right. What's a one in the catacombs? A spike trap. Going to the spike pit. Dun, 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 dun. All right. That's four damage. The armor will reduce that to three. And what's this? There is D6 gold pieces at the bottom of the spike trap. Ooh, let's see how much, how much gold do we get. We got five. And that is going to put us over 50. Our buddy Edmund goes back to town. He buys himself a farm. Gets himself, puts a little away to, for upkeep and for bad times. And asks his lady love Olivia to marry him and lives happily ever after. Good job, Edmund. What a brave adventurer you were. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that. That was kind of fun. I like that. That was a good investment. I'm going to put a link to the Ko-Fi shop of the gentleman that created Korg. Because 
he is selling extras that he generated from his uh, Kickstarter that didn't go to the backers. And uh, he's selling them on his Ko-Fi. So if you thought that was fun, if you think that's something that's a good way to spend, it's about 15 minutes, about 15 minutes. Uh, you know, check it out. Go out there, pay a few bucks. It does, didn't cost much. And uh, I, let me look that up right quick. I had it a second ago. Here we go. Six dollars. Six dollars. You get two cards the size of your ID or driver's license, and combine that with some dice and a pencil and a paper to write down equipment and hit points and stuff like that, and have a lot of fun with it. Dungeon Havoc on uh, Ko-Fi, and that link will be in the show notes. Hope you all enjoyed that. Have a good day. Uh, one last thing. Uh, recently, a podcast I recently ran across uh, called The Basilisk Hill Breakdown. It's on Spotify for podcasters or whatever they're calling it now instead of Anchor. And it is it is a very uh, old school OSR domain from the beginning of the campaign domain level from the beginning of the campaign, oriented campaign. Uh, Evil Jeff from the Minions Amusing podcast is one of the players in it. Uh, they've got a couple of episodes up. Uh, the person that's posting it from, uh, I think it's from Third Kingdom Games. Let's make sure I'm getting that right. I want to attribute it correctly. Uh, from Third Kingdom Games, uh, Todd Lebeck. He, uh, he, is, he is the... Dungeon Masters for this for this campaign, uh, they've run they ran several sessions before they started recording for the podcast because they wanted to see where it was going and everything. So, but it's a it's the first podcast I've really run across where it's it's in that old school vein where the players are looking at the domain level play from the beginning of getting themselves a keep and getting themselves. Uh, hirelings and henchmen and and followers and stuff so that they can build their own community eventually their own stronghold their own kingdom maybe as they are also exploring the area and it it drives the play it drives you know what they're doing cleaning out the area they're in it's a hex crawl type game where they're cleaning out the hex they're in so that they can they can build what they have and they're they're building relations with the neighboring town and with local merchants and a caravan that they're escorting through in, in the first couple of episodes. So it it's, and it's the first one I've heard that's really, I, I've read a lot of blogs that kind of have this orientation to an extent, one extent or another, but it's the first time I've really run across a podcast that covers it. So that makes it very different. So if, if you've ever had any interest in, you know what's the thought process if you're if you're looking at things from building strongholds and acquiring you know creating a faction acquiring an army acquiring a building a thieves guild building a, a temple or whatever depending on what your what your characters classes may be this is something that i think looks like you could you could listen to and really get an idea to the thought process because there's a lot of discussion among the players there's a lot of high-level discussion, sort of above-the-table discussion as well. It's not all in-character, in-discussion. 
There's a lot of back and forth between the players and the dungeon master asking questions, getting answers. So there's a lot of really old school principles in this. And it's it's really the first podcast I've run across that does does a lot of those things. So I found it very interesting. And, and hopefully, if, if you're interested in that style of play, you will as well. Something to check out. I will put links in the show notes to that as well. But if you want to look it up on Spotify, because I found it there, uh, Basilisk Hill Breakdown is the name of the podcast. And that's going to do it for another episode of Phantom Thoughts. If you have any feedback you'd like to leave, you can contact me by leaving a voice message at anchor.fm slash the-pink-phantom or you can send an email to thepinkphantom1 at gmail.com or you can contact me on Twitter at thepinkphantom. The music in this episode was Strength of the Titans and Late Night Radio by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license from creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0